personal desire, one can remain aloof from the danger of material sense gratification and gradually come to the Matabhagavata platform, as mentioned in this verse. SB 11.2.49. Text 49. Text. Dehendriya pranamano diyam yojan Word for word meanings. Diha, of the body, indriya, senses, prana, life air, mana, mind, diyam, and intelligence, yah, who, janma, by birth, apaya, diminution, ksat, hunger, baya, fear, tarsa, thirst, kre, and the pain of exhaustion, samsara, of material life, dharma, by the inseparable features, avamuhayamana, not bewildered, smrataya, because, of remembrance, Hera, of Lord Harry, Bhagavata Pratana, the foremost of devotees. Translation. Within the material world, one's material body is always subject to birth and decay. Similarly, the life air left square bracket prana right square bracket is harassed by hunger and thirst, the mind is always anxious, the intelligence hankers for that which cannot be obtained, and all of the senses are ultimately exhausted by constant struggle in the material nature. A person who is not bewildered by the inevitable miseries of material existence, and who remains aloof from them simply by remembering the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is to be considered Bhagavata Pradhana, the foremost devotee of the Lord. PURPORT According to Srila Madhavakariya there are three classes of intelligent living beings within this world, namely the demigods, ordinary human beings, and demons. A living being endowed with all auspicious qualities, in other words, a highly advanced devotee of the Lord, either on the earth or in the higher planetary systems is called a diva, or demigod. Ordinary human beings generally have good and bad qualities, and according to this mixture they enjoy and suffer on the earth. But those who are distinguished by their absence of good qualities and who are always inimical to pious life and the devotional service of the Lord are called asuras, or demons. Of these three classes, the ordinary human beings and demons are terribly afflicted by birth, death and hunger, whereas the godly persons, the demigods, are aloof from such bodily distress. The demigods remain aloof from such distress, because they are enjoying the results of their pious activities, by the laws of karma, they are unaware of the gross suffering of the material world. As the Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, 9.20, Trayvidaya man soma paputa papa yajna raistvas vargadam prarthayan tepunayamas adayas urendralakamas nanti divayan divideevabhagan. Those who study the Vedas and drink the soma juice, seeking the heavenly planets, worship me indirectly. They take birth on the planet of Indra, where they enjoy godly delights. But the next verse of Bhagavad Gita says that when one uses up the results of these pious activities, one has to forfeit his status as a demigod, along with the pleasure of the heavenly kingdom, and return to earth as a Nara, or ordinary human being, Xine Punaiwartialakam Visanti left square bracket BG 9.21 right square bracket. In fact the laws of nature are so subtle that one may not even return to earth as a human, but may take birth as an insect or tree, depending on the particular configuration of his karma. The pure devotee of the Lord, however, does not experience material misery, because he has given up the bodily concept of life and identifies himself correctly as an eternal servitor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. As stated by the Lord himself in Bhagavad Gita, 9.2, Sasukham Kardam Avayam. Even in the stage of regulative practice, the process of Bhakti Yoga is very joyful. Similarly, Lakana Dasafakura, a near contemporary of Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, said, Sabhavedra Sarasiramani Kevla Ananda Kanda. Although there are various kandas, or divisions, of Vedic discipline, such as karma kanda, fruitive ceremonies, and jnana kanda, regulated speculation, Ketanaya Mahaprabhu's Harinamasankirtana movement is Kevla Ananda Kanda, the pathway of pure bliss. Simply by chanting the holy names of Krishna, eating the remnants of sumptuous food offered to the Supreme Lord and hearing the enchanting pastimes of the Personality of Godhead, one merges into an ocean of bliss called Krishna Consciousness. Fortunately this blissful ocean is the eternal situation of every living entity, provided he gives up all of his bogus concepts of life. One should not identify himself as a gross material body, nor as a fickle mind, nor as speculative intelligence, nor should one foolishly identify himself with the so-called void of Buddhist imagination. 
nor should one even identify himself with the ocean of impersonal spiritual life called the Brahmajayatir, which illuminates the great outdoors of the spiritual sky beyond the covered universe. One should rather identify himself correctly as an eternal individual servant of the Supreme Individual Personality of Godhead. By this simple admission of one's constitutional position and by sincere engagement in the service of the lotus feet of the Lord, one is quickly promoted to direct participation in the eternal pastimes of Krishna, just as Arjuna got the opportunity to play with Krishna as a soldier on the battlefield of Hiruksatra. Srila Madhavakaraya has given an elaborate description of the process by which material miseries arise. When a conditioned soul of demoniac mentality identifies himself with the gross material body, he undergoes miseries of constant drowsiness and unquenchable sexual desires that burn all mental peace and serenity to ashes. When a demoniac person identifies himself with prana, the life air, he suffers from hunger, and by identifying himself with the mind he suffers panic, fear, and hankering that ends in disappointment. When he identifies himself with intelligence, he suffers profound existential bitterness and frustration deep within his heart. When he identifies himself with the false ego, he feels inferiority, thinking, I am so low. And when he identifies himself with the process of consciousness, he is haunted by memories of the past. When a demon tries to impose himself as the ruler of all living beings, all of these miseries expand simultaneously. According to Sripada Madhavakaraya, sinful life is the demoniac standard for happiness. We can observe that in demoniac societies the dark, late hours of night are considered most appropriate for recreational activity. When a demon hears that someone is rising at four o'clock in the morning to take advantage of the godly early morning hours, he is astonished and bewildered. Therefore it is said in Bhagavad Gita, 2.69. Yanis Sarva Butanam Tasiam Jagarti Samayami Yasiam Jagrati Butani Sanisapasiatomuna. What is night for all beings is the time of awakening for the self-controlled, and the time of awakening for all beings is night for the introspective sage. Srila Prabhupada has commented, there are two classes of intelligent men. The one is intelligent in material activities for sense gratification, and the other is introspective and awake to the cultivation of self-realization. Thus the more one can increase illicit sex, intoxication, meat-eating and gambling, the more one advances his prestige in a demoniac society, whereas in a godly society based on Krishna consciousness these things are abolished completely. Similarly, as one becomes blissfully attached to the holy name and pastimes of Krishna, one becomes more and more alienated from the demoniac society. The demons are self-proclaimed enemies of the Supreme Lord, and they mock his kingdom. Thus they are described by Srila Madhavakaraya as Adhogana, or those who have purchased their tickets to the darkest regions of hell. On the other hand, if one isn't disturbed by the miseries of material life, he is on the same spiritual level as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 2.15, Yamhai Navai O best among men left square bracket Arjuna right square bracket, the person who is not disturbed by happiness and distress and is steady in both is certainly eligible for liberation. One can come to this transcendental stage only by the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the words of Sri Madhavakaraya, Sampranagrahad Visnaya, Srila Bhaktisadhanta Sirasvati Fakura has described the process by which one becomes an automatic victory. If one is fortunate, he gradually becomes disgusted with the limited vision and activities of the Kanistha Advikari, and learns to appreciate the expanded vision of the Madhyama Advikari, who is able to recognize that every living entity should become a devotee of Krishna and that one achieves the perfection of life by following in the footsteps of an Adama Advikari devotee of the Lord. As one's devotional service gradually intensifies and one repeatedly bathes in dust from the lotus feet of a pure devotee, the harassment of birth, death, hunger, thirst, fear and so on gradually cease disturbing the mind. As stated in Bhaktir Samrata Sindhu, 1.2.114. Alabd hevavinist vasbaksayakadana samhaina viklavamadir but the harem merit. Even if a devotee is frustrated in his attempt to eat properly or clothe himself properly, he should not allow this material failure to disturb his mind, rather, he should use his intelligence to remember his master, Lord Krishna, and thus remain undisturbed. 
As one becomes mature in this process of remembering Krishna in all circumstances, he is awarded the title Matabhagavata. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta gives the example that, just as a child's ball may be fastened to the end of a rope, so that it cannot bounce away, a devotee who surrenders to Krishna becomes tied to the rope of Vedic injunctions and is never lost in worldly affairs. In this connection Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati Thakura has quoted from the R.J. Veda, 1.156.3, as follows, Amasaya Jananto Namasid Vivaktan Matas Tevisno Sumadam Bajam Aham Tat Saturday. Oh Visnu, your name is completely transcendental. Thus it is self-manifest. Indeed, even without properly understanding the glories of chanting your holy name, if we vibrate your name with at least a small understanding of its glories, that is, if we simply repeat the syllables of your holy name, gradually we shall understand it. The supreme entity indicated by the pranavaam is sat, or self-revealing. Therefore, even if one is disturbed by fear or envy, the transcendental form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead will become manifest to one who continues to chant the Lord's holy name. Further evidence is given in Srimad Bhagavatam, 6.2.14. Sankitayam parahasayam vastabham helanam eva vedve kunthanamagratanam asesagaharam vidah. One who chants the holy name of the Lord is immediately freed from the reactions of unlimited sins, even if he chants indirectly, to indicate something else, jokingly, for musical entertainment, or even neglectfully. This is accepted by all the learned scholars of the scriptures. SB 11.2.50 Text 50 Text Nakamakarmabijanam yasaya sedasi sambhavahvasudam vakanilayah savabhagavatanamah Word for word meanings Nat, never comma, of lust, karma, fruitive work, bijanam, or of material hankerings, which are the seeds of fruitive activity, yasaya, of whom, sedasi, in the mind, sambhava, chance to arise, vasudeva ekanilaya, one for whom the Supreme Lord, vasudeva, is the only shelter, sah, he, they, indeed, bhagavadadama, is a first-class devotee. Translation one who has taken exclusive shelter of the Supreme Lord, Vasudeva, becomes free from fruitive activities, which are based on material lust. In fact, one who has taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord is freed from even the desire to enjoy material sense gratification. Plans for enjoying sex life, social prestige and money cannot develop within his mind. Thus he is considered Bhagavatanama, a pure devotee of the Lord on the highest platform. Purport According to Srila Sridharasvami, this verse describes the behavior of a devotee of the Lord. The activities of a pure devotee are devoid of material envy, false elation, delusion and lust. According to the Vaisnava commentators, the word bijanam in this verse refers to vasana, or deeply rooted desires, which gradually fructify in the form of activities, for which the living entity becomes subject to reactions. Thus the compound word kamakarmabijanam indicates the deep-rooted desire to lord it over the material world through the enjoyment of sexual pleasure and the expansions of sexual pleasure mentioned in the Bhagavatam, 5.5.8, as Grahaksetrasutaptavite, that is, a beautiful residential building and ample land for producing sumptuous food to fill the belly, as well as children, friends, social contacts and a large bank balance. All of these material items are essential for completely forgetting that one is an eternal servant of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, as stated in the Bhagavatam, Janasaya Maho Yam Atom Namidi, left square bracket SB 5.5.8 right square bracket intoxicated by these objects of material illusion, the conditioned soul becomes madly convinced that he is the center of the universe and that everything in existence has been created only for his personal sense gratification. Whoever obstructs such illusory enjoyment becomes immediately his enemy and subject to be killed. Because of this bodily concept of life and the shackles of illusion, the whole world is being violently shaken by conflict arising from envy and lust. The only possible solution is to accept the leadership of the Lord's pure devotees, who are described here. A popular expression used to justify democratic government is power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Such homilies may be valid on the material platform, but it is specifically mentioned here that a pure devotee of the Lord who has completely taken shelter of the Lord's lotus feet cannot even consider taking part in material envy and sense gratification. His mind remains perpetually clear and sober, and he is always aware of the ultimate good of every living entity. 
the Krishna consciousness movement is strenuously endeavoring to inform the Earth's suffering living entities of the serious need for a brain in human society. A brain racked by fever cannot give proper direction, and if the so-called thinkers of society are burning with selfish desires, they are no better than feverish, delirious brains. Delirious governments are gradually destroying all traces of happiness in human society. Therefore it is the duty of Vaisnava preachers to act on the platform of Bhagavatanama, so that they can give clear guidance to humanity, without being corrupted or even slightly attracted by the material opulence that may be offered to a saintly person. All intelligent human beings who are unable to take directly to the process of Bhakti-yoga should at least be sufficiently educated to recognize the first-class devotee of the Lord and accept his guidance. In this way human society can be very nicely organized, so that not only all human beings but even the animals, birds and trees can make advancement in life and gradually go back home, back to Godhead, for an eternal life of bliss and knowledge. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati Thakura has emphasized that those seriously interested in achieving the perfection of Krishna consciousness must live in a community of Vaisnavas. Srila Prabhupada has also mentioned several times in his literature that it is not possible to achieve the stage of perfect Krishna consciousness unless one accepts the shelter of the pure devotees by living in the Krishna conscious communities being established all over the world by the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati Thakura has emphasized that this does not mean that spiritual life is restricted only to those celibate students who can live within a temple compound. Devotees in the Grahastha order, that of spiritual family life, can also take shelter of the Vaisnava community by regularly attending temple functions. Those who are living in family life should daily see the deity of the Supreme Lord, chant his holy names in his personal presence, accept the remnants of food offered to the deity and hear learned discourses on Bhagavad-gita and Srimad-Bhagavatam. Any householder who regularly takes advantage of these spiritual facilities and follows the regulative principles of spiritual life, namely no meat-eating, no illicit sex, no gambling and no intoxication, is to be considered a bona fide member of the Vaisnava community. According to Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati Thakura, those who remain inimical to the devotional service of the Lord are to be considered lifeless puppets in the hands of the illusory energy of the Lord. SB 11.2.51. Text 51. Text. Nadyasaya Janmakar Madhyam Madhurnasramajitibhya Sabjits Minatum Bhavodihve Sahara Priya. Word for word meanings. Nat, there is not, Yasaya, of whom, Janma, by good birth, Karmadhyam, or meritorious acts, Nat, not, Varna Asrama, by adherence to rules of occupational or religious duty, Jitibhya, or by belonging to a certain class of society, Sabjit, attaches itself, Asman, in this, body, Atambhava, egotistic sentiment, D, in the body, Ve, indeed, Sah, he, Hera, to Lord Harry, Priya, is dear. Translation. Birth in an aristocratic family and the execution of austere and pious activities certainly cause one to take pride in himself. Similarly, if one enjoys a prestigious position within society, because his parents are highly respected members of the Varnasrama social system, one becomes even more infatuated with himself. But if despite these excellent material qualifications one does not feel even a tinge of pride within himself, he is to be considered the dear most servitor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. PURPORT According to Srila Sridharasvami, the word Janma, good birth refers to such classes as the Murtavasiktas, children of Brahmana fathers and Ksatriya mothers, and Ambasthas, children of Brahmana fathers and Vaisaya. Mothers, both of which are considered analoma, since the father comes from a higher caste. Marriages in which the mother comes from a higher class than the father are called pradaloma. In any case, one who becomes proud of his so-called prestigious birth is certainly in the bodily concept of life. Birth in any material body is a serious problem, which one should solve by surrendering to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One can thereby release himself from the golden shackles of a so-called aristocratic material body. According to Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati Thakura, Kanistha Advikaras, think that karma misrabhakti, or devotional service mixed with material endeavor, is the ultimate in spiritual life. They become attached to verses such as this. 
Vernasa Macaron Vedapirocina Parahbuman Visner Radhyate Panthanania Tatosicaranum. Left square bracket CC. Madhya 8.58 right square bracket. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Visnu, is worshipped by the proper execution of prescribed duties in the system of Varna and Asrama. There is no other way to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One must be situated in the institution of the four Varnas and Asramas. Visnu Purana. 3.8.9 Thus they think that material work in which a portion of the fruits are offered to God forms the highest platform of human life. According to Srila Bhaktis and Hantasirasvati Thakura, there are several smriti literatures that have encouraged such mixed devotional service. Such books are taken by materialistic devotees as facility for offending the holy name of the Lord because of egotistic attachment to the material body. Thus one thinks that a prestigious position in the Varnasrama system according to birth and so-called pious activities is a prerequisite for becoming successful in life. But those who have actually taken shelter of the holy name of Krishna never boast about their birth in the material world, nor do they pride themselves on their so-called expertise in material work. As long as one's mentality is encumbered by the material designations of the Varnasrama system, one has very little chance of becoming free from material bondage and establishing himself as dear to the Lord. In this regard, Ketanaya Mahaprabhu emphatically declared that he could not identify himself with any Varnasrama designation, such as that of a great intellectual or priest, a courageous warrior in the Lord's army, a brilliant businessman making money for the Lord, or the hardest worker for the Lord. Nor could Ketanaya Mahaprabhu identify himself as a stalwart brahmachari, a noble householder or an exalted sannyasi. These designations reflect the material pride that can infiltrate the execution of devotional service. Although a devotee may carry out the standard duties of Varnasrama, his only designation is Gopi Bharda Padakamalayar left square bracket cc. Madhya 13.80 right square bracket, the eternal servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord, the master of the goddess, Krishna. According to Srila Bhaktis and Hantasirasvati Thakura, when a devotee understands that the process of Bhakti Yoga is complete in itself and he becomes absorbed in hearing and chanting the glories of the Lord, the supremely merciful personality of Godhead affectionately lifts such a first-class devotee onto his own lap. The Supreme Lord can be pleased only by an alloyed devotion, and not by any arrangement of the gross body, composed of five material elements, or the subtle body, composed of innumerable speculations and bogus pride. In other words, Lord Krishna can never be pleased by one's so-called aristocratic body, which is due to be devoured by worms or vultures. If one becomes proud of his material birth and so-called pious activities, by such false pride one gradually develops the impersonal mentality of merely renouncing the fruit of work or else the karmi mentality of enjoying the fruits of work. Neither the karmis nor the jnani speculators are aware that the fruit of work actually belongs to Krishna. The conclusion is that one should carefully give up all false pride and always remember that he is a humble servant of Krishna. As stated by Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, a man in a Mamadina Kirtanaya Sadaharaha left square bracket cc. Addy 17.31 right square bracket. SB 11.2.52. Text 52. Text. Nadyasayas vah paradidi vitas vatmani vah bidha sarva buddha samah santah sava bhagavatanamah. Word for word meanings. Nat, there is not, Yasaya, of whom, Svah Parahidi, mine and someone else's, Vitisu, about his property, Atmani, about his body, Vat, or, Bida, by thinking in terms of duality, Sarvabuda, to all living beings, Samah, equal, Santa, peaceful, Sah, he, they, indeed, Bhagavadamah, the best of devotees. Translation when a devotee gives up the selfish conception by which one thinks this is my property, and that is his, and when he is no longer concerned with the pleasures of his own material body or indifferent to the discomforts of others, he becomes fully peaceful and satisfied. He considers himself simply one among all the living beings who are equally part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such a satisfied Vaisnava is considered to be at the highest standard of devotional service. Purport the vision described by the phrase Sarvabhuta Samah, seeing all living entities equally, does not include one's vision of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
In this connection Srila Madhavakariya has quoted from the Harivamsa, as follows. Under no circumstance should one consider the living entity equal to Lord Visnu, either in conditional life or in liberation. The impersonal speculative philosophers are fond of imagining that, although in our present illusion we appear to be individual entities, at liberation we shall all merge into God and be God. Such wishful thinkers cannot reasonably explain how the omnipotent God could arrive at the embarrassing position of having to enter a yoga studio, pay weekly fees, press his nose and chant mantras to regain his divinity. As stated in the Vedas, Nityonatayanam Sevitas Satananam Eko Bahunam Yovidadhati Kaman, Katha Apanisad. 2.2.13. The individuality or plurality of living entities is not a product of material existence. The word Matayanam, denoting the plurality of eternal entities, clearly indicates that the living entities are eternally individual parts and parcels of the Lord, who is the singular unique entity described here as Eka. In Bhagavad Gita, 1.21, Arjuna said to Krishna, Ratham Sthapayami Sayuda, my dear Sayuda, please place my chariot between the armies. This body is also Ratha, a vehicle, and therefore the best policy is to request the infallible Lord to take charge of our conditioned body and guide us on the path back to the kingdom of God. The word Asayuda means the infallible or one who never falls. Learned or sane human beings will not entertain the silly notion that the omnipotent, omniscient God has slipped and fallen because of Maya. No amount of wishful thinking can erase our eternal servitorship at the lotus feet of the Lord. This fact is stated by the Lord himself in the Varaha Purana. Navam Vainumantavayam Jivatnahamidi Vasat Sarvorgunar Susampanam Devamanjnatam Arhasi. You should never think me one of the ordinary living entities in the Jiva. Category. In fact I am the reservoir of all opulences and godly qualities, and therefore you should understand that I am the Supreme Lord. According to Srila Jiva Gosvami and Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura, this verse of Srimad Bhagavatam does not forbid using a particular object in the Lord's service, since a devotee is free to use anything favorable for serving Lord Krishna. This acceptance of favorable objects in the service of Krishna is called Yaktavirajaya. As stated by Srila Rupa Gosvami, Nirbandha Krishna Sambandha, one should be attached for Krishna's sake, never for one's own sake. If one interprets this verse to indicate that one should not exercise control over any material object, even if it is favorable for serving Krishna, one falls into the bad understanding called Falguvirajaya, or immature renunciation. Great kings such as Maharaja Yudhisthira and Maharaja Pirikshit engaged the entire earth, and other Vaisnavas have engaged the entire universe in the service of Krishna. But they completely gave up the sense of their personal proprietorship. That is the point made in this verse. Just as one becomes very much concerned about any pain in one's own body, one should be concerned with bringing the conditioned souls to the platform of devotional service, so that all of their suffering will be banished forever. That is the actual purport of not distinguishing between one body and another. SB 11.2.53 Text 53 Text Tribuvana Vigavahatev Piakanthasmratirajitatmas Yurdibhir Vimrajayat Nakalati Bhagavat Pandaravindolavanimisartam Apiyah Savasnavagraya. Word for word meanings. Tribuvana, of the three worlds comprising the material universe, Vigavahatev, for the sake of the opulences, Api, even, Akanthasmrati, whose remembrance is undisturbed, Ajitatma, of whom the unconquerable Lord is the very soul, Suradibhir, by the demigods and others, Vimrajayat, which are sought, Nakality, he does not go away, Bhagavat, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Padaravindat, from the lotus feet, Lava, of eight forty-fifths of one second, Nimisa. Or of three times that, Artem, one half, Api, even, Yah, who, Sah, he, Vaisnavagraya, the foremost of devotees of Lord Visnu. Translation. The lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are sought even by the greatest of demigods, such as Brahma and Shiva, who have all accepted the Supreme Personality of Godhead as their life and soul. A pure devotee of the Lord can never forget those lotus feet in any circumstance. He will not give up his shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord for a single moment, indeed, not for half a moment, even in exchange for the benediction of ruling and enjoying the opulence of the entire universe. Such a devotee of the Lord is to be considered the best of the Vaisnavas. 
Purport. According to Srila Sridharasvami one may ask, if one were able to gain the opulence of the entire universe in exchange for leaving the Lord's lotus feet for just half a moment, what would be the harm in leaving the Lord's lotus feet for such an insignificant amount of time? The answer is given by the word Akanthasmrati. It is simply impossible for a pure devotee to forget the lotus feet of the Personality of Godhead, since everything that exists is in fact an expansion of the Supreme Lord. Since nothing is separate from the Supreme Lord, a pure devotee of the Lord cannot think of anything but the Lord. Nor can a pure devotee contemplate ruling or enjoying universal opulence, even if given all the opulence of the universe, he would immediately offer it at the lotus feet of the Lord and return to his position of a humble servant of the Lord. The words Ajitatmas Yurdibhir Vimrajayat are very significant in this verse. The lotus feet of Lord Krishna are so opulent that even the lords of all material opulence, namely Brahma and Shiva, as well as the other demigods, are always searching for a glimpse of the Lord's lotus feet. The word Vimrajayat indicates that the demigods are not actually able to see the lotus feet of the Lord, but are endeavoring to see them. An example of this is given in the 10th canto when Lord Brahma offers prayers to Vishnu, begging the Lord to rectify the disturbances on the earth. A similar verse is found elsewhere in Srimad Bhagavatam, 11.14.14. Naparamasthayam namahendra disnayam nasarvabhamam namrasanhipatayam madyogasinhirapunarbhavam vameyarpatatmakati madvananayat. The devotee who has offered his soul to me does not want anything, if it is separate from me, not the position of the supreme demigod of the universe, Brahma, nor that of Lord Indra, nor kingship over the entire earth or over the lower planetary systems, nor the mystic perfections of yoga, nor even freedom from the cycle of rebirth. According to Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura, the word Ajitatma can also be taken to mean Ajitandriya, or those whose senses are uncontrolled. Although the demigods are all to be respected, as devotees of Lord Visnu, the absence of gross material discomfort in the higher planetary systems makes them tend to become affected by the bodily concept of life, and sometimes they experience some spiritual difficulty due to the gorgeous material facilities available to them. Such disturbances, however, cannot exist within the mind of a pure devotee of the Lord, as indicated in this verse by the word Akanthasmrati. According to Srila Bhaktis and Hantasirasvati Thakura, we can understand from this verse that, since none of the material facilities available in any of the universal planetary systems can distract a pure devotee of the Lord, such a devotee can never possibly fall or become inimical to the Lord's service. SB 11.2.54 Text 54 Text Bhagavata Yuruvikramang Hrisak Hanak Hamani Kendrikaya Nirastatape Hadikathamapasiditam Punah Sapradhavati Kendra Ivadipurkataka. Word for word meanings. Bhagavata, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Yuruvikrama, which have performed great heroic deeds, and Hri, of the lotus feet, Sakha, of the toes, Nakha, of the nails, Mani, which are like jewels, Kendrikaya, by the moonshine, Nirastatape, when the pain has been removed, Hrdi, in the hearts, Katham, how indeed, opposititum, of those who are worshipping, Puna, again. Sah, that pain, Pradhavati, can have its effect, Kandra, when the moon, Iva, just as, Udite, risen, Arka, of the sun, Tapa, the burning heat. Translation. How can the fire of material suffering continue to burn the hearts of those who worship the Supreme Lord? The Lord's lotus feet have performed innumerable heroic deeds, and the beautiful nails on his toes resemble valuable jewels. The effulgence emanating from those nails resembles cooling moonshine, for it instantly relieves the suffering within the heart of the pure devotee, just as the appearance of the moon's cooling light relieves the burning heat of the Sunday. PURPORT When the moon rises, the expansion of its rays drives away the distress of the sun's fierce heat. Similarly, the cooling rays emanating from the lotus nails of the Personality of Godhead's lotus feet vanquish all distress for the Lord's pure devotee. According to the Vaisnava commentators it is to be understood from this verse that material lust, exemplified by uncontrolled sexual desire, is exactly like a blazing fire. The flames of this fire burn to ashes the peace and happiness of the conditioned soul, who perpetually wanders in 8,400,000 species of life, vainly struggling to extinguish this intolerable fire. The pure devotees of the Lord place the Lord's cooling, jewel-like lotus feet within their hearts, and thus all of the pain and suffering of material existence are extinguished. 
the word Yeruvikramangri indicates that the Lord's lotus feet are quite heroic. Shri Krishna is famous for his incarnation as Vamana, the dwarf Brahmana, who extended his beautiful toes up to the outer limits of the universe and perforated the universal shell, thus bringing the waters of the holy gangs into the universe. Similarly, when Krishna was entering the city of Mathura to challenge the demoniac King Kamsa and his entrance was impeded by a ferocious elephant named Kuvale Aspita, Lord Krishna kicked the elephant to death and peacefully entered the city gates. Lord Krishna's lotus feet are so exalted that the Vedic literature states that the entire material manifestation rests beneath his lotus feet. Samasritayi Padapalava Plava Matat Padam Punayayazomura SB 10.14.58 SB 11.2.55. Text 55. Text. This Rajati Hridayam Madhyasaya Saksadara Ravas and Hihetopayadalanasa Pranayurasana Hidratanghur Padma Sabhavati Bhagavata Pranhana Uttah. Word for word meanings. This Rajati, he leaves, Hridayam, the heart, Nat, never, Yasaya, of whom, Saksat, himself, Hera, Lord Harry, Avasa, accidentally, and Yehita, called, Happy, even though, aghast, of sins, Oa, heaps, Nasa, who destroys, Pranaya, of love, Rasanaya, by ropes, Drata, held, and Hrupadma, his lotus feet, Sah, he, Bhavati, is, Bhagavata Pradhana, the foremost devotee, Uta, called. Translation. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is so kind to the conditioned souls that, if they call upon him by speaking his holy name, even unintentionally or unwillingly, the Lord is inclined to destroy innumerable sinful reactions in their hearts. Therefore, when a devotee who has taken shelter of the Lord's lotus feet chants the holy name of Krishna with genuine love, the Supreme Personality of Godhead can never give up the heart of such a devotee. One who has thus captured the Supreme Lord within his heart is to be known as Bhagavata Pranhana, the most exalted devotee of the Lord. PURPORT According to Srila Sridharasvami, the essence of a pure devotee's qualifications is given in this verse. A pure devotee is one who has attracted the Lord by his love so that the Lord cannot give up the devotee's heart. According to Srila Jivagasvami, the word Saksat in this verse indicates that a pure devotee has realized knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, having given his heart to the Supreme Lord, Krishna, who is all-attractive in six opulences, including beauty. A pure devotee can never be attracted by the flashy bags of women's breasts or by the hallucinations of so-called society, friendship and love within the material world. Therefore his clean heart becomes a suitable abode for the Supreme Lord. A gentleman will live only in a clean place. He will not live in a polluted, contaminated place. Educated people in the Western countries are now greatly protesting the pollution of water and air by urban industrial enterprises. People are demanding the right to live in a clean place. Similarly, Lord Krishna is the supreme gentleman, and therefore he will not live in a polluted heart, nor will he appear within the polluted mind of a conditioned soul. When a devotee surrenders to Lord Krishna and becomes a lover of the Lord by direct realization of Krishna's all-attractive nature, the Lord makes his residence in the clean heart and mind of such a pure devotee. According to Srila Jivagasvami, If a devotee is absorbed in the loving transcendental service of Krishna, directly or indirectly he is always glorifying the Lord by transcendental loving service. Therefore, even if he chants the holy name of Krishna with improper attention due to being absorbed in the Lord's service, the mercy of the Lord purifies his heart of all sinful reactions. As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, 2.1.11. Ibn Nirvidaya Mananam Ikatam Akutobayam Yajinam Rapanurnatam Haranaman Vakurdanam. O King, constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord after the ways of the great authorities is the doubtless and fearless way of success for all, including those who are free from all material desires, those who are desirous of all material enjoyment, and also those who are self-satisfied by dint of transcendental knowledge. Therefore, if one who has not come to the platform of loving devotional service chants the holy name of Krishna, he will also be gradually freed from all sinful reactions. In the sixth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, in the purports to the history of Ajamila, Srila Prabhupada has elaborately explained the holy name's potency to purify even an ordinary person. Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura has nicely explained the process of bringing the Supreme Lord under control. 
Mother Yasoda bound the child Krishna to a grinding mortar with a rope. Krishna, being attracted by the inconceivable love of his devotees, allowed himself to be bound. Therefore, although Lord Krishna binds all the conditioned souls by the chains of his illusory potency, Maya, if those same conditioned souls become pure devotees of the Lord they can in turn bind Krishna by the chains of love of God. According to Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati Fakura, all the world's inauspicious conditions due to sinful activities can be immediately eradicated by the chanting of the Lord's holy name. The Supreme Personality of Godhead never leaves the hearts of those who give up all sinful behavior and chant His holy name. Even if such chanting is not yet perfect, devotee who always remains in the Lord's service will gradually come to the stage of Pramanistha, or steady love of Godhead. Then they are to be considered Matabhagavatas, or pure devotees of the Lord. Thus end the purports of the humble servants of His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada to the 11th Canto, 2nd Chapter, of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Maharajanimi Meets the Nine Yajendras. SB 11.3, Liberation from the Illusory Energy. 3. Liberation from the Illusory Energy. SB 11.3 Summary. In answer to four questions spoken by Maharajanimi, this chapter describes the nature and activities of the illusory potency, Maya, the method of becoming free from Maya's insurmountable grip, the transcendental situation of the Supreme Lord Narayana, and the process of Karma Yoga, by which one becomes free from all material activities. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, the original cause of all causes, created the five material elements, from which the material bodies of the conditioned souls are created so that the conditioned souls may cultivate either sense gratification or ultimate liberation. Appearing as the Super-Soul, the Supreme Lord enters the material bodies of the created beings and activates the eleven senses of the conditioned souls. The conditioned soul misidentifies the created material body with his actual self and thus engages in various fruitive activities. Impelled by the reactions of his own activities, he repeatedly takes birth in various species of life and thus suffers greatly until the time of the cosmic annihilation. When the annihilation is imminent, the soul of the universal form withdraws the entire material creation within himself, and then he himself enters into the original cause of all causes. In this way the Lord empowers his illusory potency, consisting of the three modes of material nature, for the creation, maintenance and annihilation of the material universe. Accepting the roles of male and female in this material world, the conditioned souls unite in sexual relationships. Although these souls constantly make material endeavors to eliminate their unhappiness and unlimitedly increase their pleasure, they inevitably achieve exactly the opposite result. Permanent happiness cannot be found in this world either on the earthly planets or on the heavenly planets, which one can attain in the next life after performing ritualistic ceremonies and sacrifices. Both on earth and in heaven the living entity is harassed by the envy and rivalry of others. Therefore any person who seriously desires to find permanent relief from the sufferings of material existence should take shelter of the lotus feet of a bona fide spiritual master. The qualification of the bona fide guru is that he has realized the conclusions of the Vedic scriptures by deliberation and is able to convince others of these conclusions. Such great personalities, who have taken shelter of the Supreme Godhead, leaving aside all material considerations, should he understood to be bona fide spiritual masters. Accepting the bona fide spiritual master as one's life and soul, the submissive disciple should learn from him the process of pure devotional service, which satisfies the Supreme Lord. By thus following the path of devotional service, the disciple gradually develops all good qualities. One should hear, glorify and meditate upon the wonderful transcendental activities, appearance, qualities and holy names of the Lord. Whatever one finds pleasing or enjoyable he should immediately offer to the Supreme Lord, even his wife, children, home and very life there should all be offered at the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One should serve others and also accept instructions from others. Especially, one should serve and learn from those who are pure devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. By chanting the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the association of devotees, one becomes satisfied and happy and develops a loving friendship with the devotees. In this way one becomes able to give up material sense gratification, which is the cause of all suffering. 
When a devotee attains the stage of pure love of Godhead, the hairs of his body stand on end, and he manifests various ecstatic symptoms, he personally meets the Supreme Lord and becomes full of transcendental bliss. By learning the science of devotional service and practically engaging in the devotional service of the Lord, the devotee comes to the stage of love of Godhead. When completely devoted to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, the devotee easily crosses over the illusory energy, Maya, which is extremely difficult to cross. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the cause of the creation, maintenance and destruction of the universe, yet he has no prior cause. Situated within the temporary and constantly changing material world, the Supreme Lord remains eternal and unchanging. He cannot be understood by the unaided mind or senses, and he is transcendental to the manifestation of the material world, which takes place, as the subtle cause and material effect visible in the appearance of gross material objects. Although he is originally one, by expanding his illusory potency, Maya, he appears in many different forms. He is always free from birth, growth, decay and death, and he is the super-soul, the all-pervading witness who perceives the mentalities of all living entities. He is the Supreme Brahman and is known as Narayana. When one seriously engages in devotional service to the lotus feet of Lord Narayana, the impure desires lodged within one's heart, as a result of one's previous work within the three modes of material nature are destroyed. When the heart is thus purified, one can directly perceive both the Supreme Lord and one's self as transcendental entities. Through authorized study of the transcendental Vedic literature, one can properly understand the meaning of prescribed duties, non-performance of such duties, and forbidden activities. This difficult subject matter can never be understood by mundane speculation. Vedic injunctions indirectly lead one to the path of ultimate liberation by first prescribing fruitive religious activities, just as a father promises his child candy so that the child will take his medicine. If an ignorant person who has not conquered the material senses does not perform the Vedic injunctions, he will certainly engage in sinful and irreligious activities. Thus his reward will be repeated birth and death. On the other hand, if one executes the regulated activities prescribed in the Vedas, without attachment, and offers the result of such work to the Supreme Lord, one attains perfect freedom from the bondage of material work. The material fruitive results offered in the revealed scriptures are not the actual goal of Vedic knowledge, but are meant for stimulating the interest of the performer. If a conditioned soul worships the Supreme Lord Harry by following the regulations found in Vedic literatures such as the Tantras, he will quickly become free from the bondage of false ego. When a devotee obtains the mercy of his spiritual master, who reveals to him the injunctions of Vedic scriptures, he worships the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the particular personal form he finds most attractive. In this way the devotee quickly becomes liberated from all material bondage. SB 11.3.1 Text 1 Text Shri Rajavaka Pirasaya Visnarisasaya Mainam Api Mahinam Mayam Veditamai Kamo Bhagavanto Bruvantu Nadha. Word for word meanings. Shri Raja Yuvaka, the king said, Pirasaya, of the Supreme, Visna, Visnu, Isasaya, the Lord, Mainam, for the possessors of great mystic power, Api, even, Mahinam, which is bewildering, Mayam, the illusory potency, Veditam, to understand, Ikamah, we desire, Bhagavanta, my lords, Bruvantu, Please tell this, Nah, to us. Translation. King Dimi said, Now we wish to learn about the illusory potency of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Shri Visnu, which bewilders even great mystics. My lords, please speak to us about this subject. Purport. According to Srilas Ritarasvami, in this chapter various saintly sons of Rasadhadeva will speak about the illusory energy, Maya, the means for crossing beyond it, the characteristics of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and prescribed duties for human beings. The 48th verse of the previous chapter stated, This Nirmayamidam Pasayan, a devotee of Krishna should see the entire universe to be the illusory potency of the Lord. Therefore King Dimi is now pursuing this subject matter by requesting more detailed information from the saintly Yajendras. According to Srila Bhaktis and Hantasirasvati Thakura, the demigods, headed by Lord Brahma, and the human beings of the earth are all driven by their particular desires for material sense gratification. Thus they direct their senses toward research for material knowledge. 
the subtle celestial senses of the demigods and the gross senses of human beings are all busy in ascertaining the measurements of material sense objects. To understand fully the actual nature of Maya, the illusory potency, which causes the conditioned souls to become averse to Krishna consciousness and surrender to bewildering material manifestations, King Dimi is inquiring from another of the nine Yajendras, Sri Antariksa. SB 11.3.2 Text 2 Text Nanatrapai Jusen Yasmad Vako Harikathamrutam Samsara Tapanis Taptomartias Taptapabesajam Word for Word Meanings Nanatrapai, I am not yet satiated, Jusen, engaging, Yasmat, your, Vaka, in the words, Harikatha, of the topics of the Supreme Lord, Hari, Amrutam, the nectar, Samsara, of material existence, Tapa, by the misery, Nistapta, tormented, Martaya, a mortal human, Tap-Tapa, of that pain, Besajam, the medical treatment. Translation. Although I am drinking the nectar of your statements about the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, my thirst is not yet satiated. Such nectarian descriptions of the Lord and His devotees are the actual medicine for conditioned souls like me, who are tormented by the threefold miseries of material existence. PURPORT According to Srila Sridharasvami, one may argue that, since the symptoms of a pure devotee of the Lord have already been elaborately described, one can perfect his life by advancing to the platform mentioned in the previous verse, and there is no need for further questions. But Herakathamrutam, topics about the Lord and his devotees, are so pleasing and beautiful that one cannot give up hearing them, even after spiritual liberation. Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, in this connection, has quoted the following verse. Admiramus Kamunao Nagrantha Api Urukrain Kurvanti Ahetukim Bhaktamitham Budaguno Those who are self-satisfied and unattracted by external, material desires are also attracted to the loving service of Sri Krishna, whose qualities are transcendental and whose activities are wonderful. Harry, the personality of Godhead, is called Krishna, because he has such transcendentally attractive features. SB 1.7.10 Material medicine is not desirable, once a disease has been cured, but on the absolute platform the means and the end are not different. So chanting and hearing the glories of Lord Krishna are both the means and the end of transcendental bliss. King Dimi said to the sages, You are all great saintly persons absorbed in love of Godhead. Therefore, although you will speak about Maya, or illusion, the conclusion will undoubtedly be Krishna consciousness. Please don't think that you have already explained everything to me. The intoxicating nectar of your instructions has left me more eager than ever to hear about the Supreme Personality of Godhead. King Dimi was also a great devotee of the Lord, otherwise there would have been no question of his personally conversing with such exalted living entities as the nine Yajendras. But as a humble Vaisnava he considered himself an ordinary conditioned soul covered by material designations. Thus he showed his eagerness to understand the actual nature of Maya in order to be safe from her future attempts to place him in the burning fire of material existence. SB 11.3.3 Text 3 Text Shri Antariksa Yuvaka Ebhir Budani Butatma Matabudra Matabuja Sisarjaka Vakani Adayasvamatratma Prasadhe Word for Word Meanings Shri Antariksa Yuvaka, Shri Antariksa said, Ebhya, by these, material elements, Budini, creatures, Budatma, the soul of all creation, Matabute, by the elements of the Matatadva, Matabuja Almighty Armed King, Sisarja, he created, Akavakani, both high and low, Adaya, the original person, Svath, of his own parts and parcels, Matra, the sense, gratification, Atma, and the self-realization, Prasadhe, for facilitating, Translation. Sri Antariksa said, O mighty armed king, by activating the material elements, the primeval soul of all creation has sent forth all living beings in higher and lower species so that these conditioned souls can cultivate either sense gratification or ultimate liberation, according to their desire. Purport. According to Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura, the illusory energy, Maya, is explained in this verse through a description of her potencies, namely the modes of material nature. In Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna has described Maya as Gunamai, consisting of the material modes of nature. The material modes of nature are alluded to in this verse by the word Akavakani, high and low species of life. 
various species of life become manifest, as do varieties of beauty, ugliness, strength, weakness and other characteristics within a particular species, according to the proportionate development of the modes of nature. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, 13.22, Karanam Guna Sango Janmasu, this is due to the living being's association with material nature in good and evil species. Similarly we find this statement. Erdhavam Bakanti Sabvastaman Hitisthanti Rajasahjaganayagunavratisthanadhogakanti Tamasah. Those situated in the mode of goodness gradually go upward to the higher planets, those in the mode of passion live on the earthly planets, and those in the mode of ignorance go down to the hellish worlds. BG 14.18 The three general divisions of material life are called Deva, Tiriak and Nara, that is, demigods subhuman creatures and human beings. In the various species of life there are various facilities for material sense gratification. Different species are distinguished by differently formed senses, such as the genitals, nostrils, tongue, ears and eyes. Pigeons, for example, are given the facility for almost unlimited sex. Bears have an ample opportunity for sleeping. Tigers and lions exhibit the propensities for fighting and meat-eating. Horses are distinguished by their legs, for swift running, vultures and eagles have keen eyesight, and so on. The human being is distinguished by his large brain, which is meant for understanding God. The phrase Vamitratmaprasadhe is very significant in this verse. The words Va indicates possession. All living beings belong to the Supreme Lord, Vamavam left square bracket BG 15.7 right square bracket. Therefore according to this verse they have two options Matraprasadhe and Atmaprasadhe. Matra refers to the material senses, and Prasadhe refers to effective accomplishment. Therefore Matraprasadhe means efficiently engaging in sense gratification. On the other hand, Atmaprasadhe refers to Krishna consciousness. There are two categories of Atma, the Jivatma, or ordinary living entity, who is dependent, and the Paramatma, the supreme living entity, who is independent. Some living entities desire to understand both categories of Atma, and in this verse the word Atmaprasadhe indicates that the material world is created to give those living entities the opportunity to achieve such an understanding and thus return to the kingdom of God, where life is eternal and full of bliss and knowledge. Srila Sridharasvami confirms this by quoting a verse from the Veda Stuti. Of Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.87.2. But Hindriyamana Prananjananamasrajat Prabhahmatrartham Kadavartham Kahatmain Kalpanayaka. The Lord created the intelligence, senses, mind and vital air of the living beings for sense gratification, for performing sacrifices to attain higher births, and ultimately for offering sacrifices to the Supreme Soul. According to Srila Jiva Gosvami, the actual purpose of the Lord's creation is only one, to facilitate the advancement of devotional service to the Lord Himself. Although it is stated that the Lord facilitates sense gratification, it should be understood that the Supreme Personality of Godhead does not ultimately condone the foolishness of the conditioned souls. The Lord facilitates sense gratification, Matraprasadhe, so that the living entities will gradually understand the futility of trying to enjoy without Him. Every living entity is part and parcel of Krishna. In the Vedic literature the Lord gives a regulative program so that the living beings can gradually exhaust their tendencies to be foolish and learn the value of surrender unto Him. The Lord is undoubtedly the reservoir of all beauty, bliss and satisfaction, and it is the duty of every living entity to engage in the loving service of the Lord. Although there are apparently two purposes for creation, it should be understood that ultimately the purpose is one. The arrangement for sense gratification is ultimately meant to bring the living entities to the single purpose of going back home, back to Godhead. SB 11.3.4 Text 4 Text Evam srastani budani pravistah pankadatabhikadvadas anhabmanam vighajinjuzadgunan Word for word meanings. Evam, in the manner just described, srastani, created, budani, the living beings, pravistah, having entered, pankadatabhi, created, by the five gross elements, earth, water, fire, air and ether, ekanta, onefold, as the overseer of the mind, desanta, tenfold, as the overseer of the five senses of perception and five organs of action, atmanam, himself, vighajan, dividing. Jusat, he engages, he causes the individual soul to engage, gunan, with the material modes. 
Translation. The super soul enters the material bodies of the created beings, activates the mind and senses, and thus causes the conditioned souls to approach the three modes of material nature for sense gratification. Purport. The following is a summary of Srila Bhaktis and Hantasirasvati Thakura's commentary on this verse. The one super soul enters the gross material elements, earth, water, fire, air and ether and uses the activated material 